Welcome to When Marriage and Purpose Collide, the, the podcast. podcast. So, babe, I think people want to know about us a little more. I think we should tell them. Well, I was looking fine, handsome online. You slid in my DMs. I was standing on a frozen lake with my dad. And it was Mm-mm. Stop, oh. stop, Sturge. Just speed it up. All right. So, basically, we met online. Almost a year later, we were engaged. And six and a half months later, we were married. So there's so much to our story that we want to share. We always knew we had a mission. We are in no way perfect. Well, we are passionate about helping Christian singles date with intention and purpose for marriage. Hence this podcast. Take a peek into our lives as we handle married life on purpose. There also will be some laughter, some seriousness, and a lot of thought-provoking topics. So whether you are single and dating, engaged, or newlywed, Wait, don't forget the married couples. We want to thank you for tuning in. On to the episode. I gotta start it off the whole time? Welcome to When Marriage and Purpose. The live. The podcast. Don't be switching now. You know how I do my welcome back, welcome back, we back, we back, welcome back, welcome back, we back, we back, get it, get it, rock it, rock it, move it, move it, mow it, glow it, we back, we back, welcome back, well, anyway, I could have made a whole song, I would have started with a rap, would have kept going, all the things, but we are glad to be back. Got big hands. Glad to be sad. <laughs> what up, though? How you doing, babe? I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> How are you? I'm doing great. You good? You doing great? We just want to thank y'all for tuning in to us. Appreciate y'all for the love and the likes and the subscribes and all that. If you're listening to this right now, you're watching this right now, Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you follow. Make sure you comment. Make sure you share. All right. We love y'all. I think I fixed the mics to where they're supposed to work properly. So they probably sound really good right now. Hey, so (laughs) (laughs) as far as what we talk about, y'all know what we talk about. Something interesting. Ding, ding, ding. A segment called Mm. Something Interesting, where we share something that's interesting in our lives, in love, with family, in the world. What is happening? Okay. (laughs) What you got? I want to talk about kids. Mm. I like to talk about the kids. I um, Specifically, our daughter is preparing for her first dance recital dance recital we're so excited i just remember when we um first introduced her we told her about the class she um she's four five she's five she was four when she started say, nah, she, she changed. she's five she um, and so she's in a pre-k tumbling um gymnastics ballet type class we got her in and so you can only imagine the cuteness of the girls that are in the class um i just i'm just excited first off that she's a part of something Oh yeah, and that she stuck through it, and she grew to love it. Um, I'm supp- I'm just glad that she's doing that. I mean, I don't know what they do in there. Sometimes they could be basket weaving. 
I don't know what they're doing. They're in there doing something. I'm glad she's spending 45 minutes of time of constructive something. But anyway, so um, she's preparing for a dance recital. And I just see. Um, At my old school on top of that. Which is crazy because I ain't been there since then. The dance recital is at DJ's old high school. high school. You never say the context of your stuff so people don't know where you're coming from. Oh. When we <laughs> I said prepare for a dance recital and I'm talking about something totally different. You go at my old school. No, school. no it ain't something different because it's at my old school. It's gonna be because it's gonna be great because I used to perform on that stage too. So okay. just to see her follow in daddy's footsteps, but although I didn't dance. Okay. You didn't dance. Nope. So um maybe I could walk her through the feeling she's gonna start feeling. Yeah. So stage fright. Stage fright. Mm -hmm. No, I just I'm just happy for her. Um I see her dancing and prancing around the house. Mm -hmm. Um she now loves to have dance music on. Um, and she just does her little dances and me and her dance together. And she just, I don't know what it is about dance that that really is lighting her up, but she loves it. So um, I can't wait to see what she does on stage. Yeah. And if she does something on stage. Probably not. Um, I think she will. I think now uh -huh. because she's comfortable and she's with her class, she is. Before she was like, totally like, it was new. It It depends how many people's gonna be out there if it's gonna be a lot i don't think so it's gonna be a lot of people what do you mean if it's gonna be a lot it's gonna be a lot i mean like when i say a lot i mean like more than her last one it's gonna be more than her last one then yeah i don't know if she's gonna do anything she's gonna see all them people and be like why are they looking at me i doubt it i think she's gonna do something because of of who she's with and the um instructors and all that because no, of all okay. their practice okay I do. I think she's gonna do something. I'm not saying she might not, she might not do the whole routine, but she's gonna do something. She's not gonna just stand oh, yeah. like she did last time. Twinkle toes. I'm gonna tell so, her at least do that for me. So I'm excited about that. Um, and now we can just move on to the the other something interesting. I forgot what it was. Oh, my hair! I started lock journeys. I started lock journeys. <laughs> <laughs> Each lock is a journey in my hair. Lock journeys. Lock journeys. So yeah, he came up to me one day, and I don't know what you said. How how did this start? Tell the folks how what. I want the Killmonger look. That's basically what I was saying. And if you know who Killmonger is, he's the guy from Black Panther, the first Black Panther, not the second one. Michael B. Jordan, where he had the the fake dreads and he was up like this he had a little thing on it. <laughs> anyway so he came I said you want the what yep. and so, I had to pull the picture up sure because I was like I don't understand and so and now he is um locked locked up so locked for, up so for one part, anyway so so now we are a, a locked couple um Lavelle could be a locked boy um, Delaya, I wouldn't. I would say I would wait to to see what she wants to do. So we could be a full locked family, but our kids are holding us up. Not really. Well, he don't care. <laughs> he don't care what his hair look like. He just let it be free. Be free. He got but a different he, hair texture. 
So, but it's 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 interesting because I love the different types of locks out there. I love what I see, especially when I see different uh, the men out there and the way they do the different styles with locks mm-hmm. and the way it just be every which way, down, up, over, across, froed with locked, shaved and locked, tapered lock, frizz lock. It's just it's really cool. Lock I like what beads. we're doing. I like what we're doing as a black community as Seat a whole hills. with this. Um with this in a natural hair journey among men and women mm-hmm. is very is celebrated across so i i'm enjoying this so yeah although somebody came up to me a couple of days ago it was like hey you try putting a conditioner in it i was like no he's like, oh you ain't going for the curly look i'm like no i'm going for locks i ain't going for curly yeah some people don't know what's happening no right now i, I can see why the students when i used to teach in uh, school when um i had my twist out, they would always be like, you should lock, because some of the boys were, and they were just kind of encouraged me oh, okay. to lock, and I was like, I'm not yet, maybe later, kind of thing, and then I grew, I, I knew I wanted to one day, but I didn't know when, and so, my hair is long now, I'm liking it. I'm going to do it before I get bald, so. If you well. get bald. If. What do you mean, if? You going to get bald? You see the rest of my family? That don't mean nothing. They, they, well, I, ain't, the game. I don't know. I think stress has to do something, and they'd be stressed out. So yeah, might be different. But anyway, yeah, that is our segment of something. Something interesting. interesting. Thank you for listening to us as we talk about life, love, hair, worlds, hair, journey, people, hair. kids, family, things. <laughs> so, babe, this topic that we're talking about today. You know, our audience is um, filled with plenty of people, but mainly we like to empower and speak to the singles out there. And as we know it, we know that dating out there for our single friends. Trash. It's not doing well out there. Every time, every time I speak to somebody who's single, man or woman, I just get a look. And it don't, it just, I just get the look. And it's like, why you don't, don't ask me. You already know, kind of look. So as we are empowering y'all, um, we want y'all to be able to date with confidence, date with, with uh, still dating with purpose and still date with intention as you are out there, those who are still seeking to be married. And I know sometimes it's because you're not seeing the finish line. It's hard to be in the moment and to still want to date. Sometimes you have to take that pause to kind of be like, let me reflect back on myself before I get out there again. Let me see what God really wants for me. Maybe it's not right. Maybe I'm not ready. All the things that happen. But we were like, okay, dating is difficult. What are some reasons why, you know, dating is difficult? There's a ton of reasons right now. And so the reason we're talking about today um, that I found is or that we found and we talked about, we discussed about it is um, fear of commitment, commitment, fear of commitment as, as one reason, one reason why dating could be difficult for y'all. Oh yeah. I don't know why I'm touching my That's what I was waiting. I was like, <laughs> I was like, something about to happen. And so, yeah, so this is a, I feel like it's a common issue. I feel like it comes up pretty often. Um, different forms, different forms. So, mm-hmm. Babe, do you have some as far as to start us off with that, like fear of commitment? Well, I was gonna just I yeah. think this one might be like filled with personal stories. Um 
not on my end. I was always on the other side of the fear of commitment. Uh, like I, I told you earlier, I've been told plenty of times where I'm like, oh, you, you know, you're such a good guy or you, you could be a great dad. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, okay, well, you know, what's the problem? Usually it's that, that fear. Well, actually I've heard it before. Like I'm, I'm, I'm scared. Like, what are you scared of? Like, what are you scared? But I don't know. My my biggest idea of why it's like that is because it's like, okay, I've been doing all this other stuff while I'm single and everything like that. Then when I finally get somebody that I think can be something different and actually be, lo- you know, like long term, yeah. it is scary. Like, yeah. But I don't know if I want to go through all that. Like mm-hmm. I fear that I might lose myself or, you know, yeah, or do something where I might hurt them because I know I'm, I'm going to, you know, mm-hmm. mess things up or something like that. So mm-hmm. you said you felt that way at times sometimes? No, not me. I'm talking about for them. Oh, <laughs> for the other person <laughs> yeah. that you were dealing with the opposite. Yeah. Now okay. I've, mm-hmm. I've, I've done the, I'm not going to commit, but it wasn't out of fear. Right. I but, think. But that was just out of like you ain't you ain't that person. <laughs> and let's and let's let's dice, let's kind of talk about that because there's fear of commitment mm-hmm. where you just have a block where yeah. every time you're trying to you feel like this may be able to work out, you have something that you cannot see the end. It's just not there for you. So and we'll go into like some of the things why people probably can't see that, but you just have a, a blatant out there where I don't know if I can really do this thing. And then you have the part where you just can't commit to that person oh, yeah. because of X, Y, Z. They might not be compatible with you. Nah. It's not the right timing. It's like just drama. Yeah. So there's a difference out there. And so fear, fear of commitment is like, yeah, fear of commitment is just different. It's just yeah. different. I'm going to, I'm going to go out, go into, um, for now, in these this day and age, I also believe that not people, not a lot of people see marriage the same way. No, not so that's marriage. Form, marriage is a form of commitment, and so the definition or the want to be married mm-hmm. is totally different nowadays than it was back then. And uh, I saw a post recently. Um, I don't know what targeted age, I couldn't tell you what targeted age it was because it seemed like it was a host of different types of people answering it, but it was like, um, anyone out here see themselves married? And I went through the comments on there. Oh, I'm pretty sure a lot of people said no. A lot of people said no. Oh, yeah. Like a lot of, and I'm sure it's probably filled with like young adults maybe, um, but it was just like, no, 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 I don't see it. And a few yeses and a few maybes, but really because of how everything is, is they don't see marriage for them or it's not in there they don't see it in the future they don't see that so when we talk about fear of commitment commit marriage is a form of commitment mm-hmm. it's a long-term thing mm-hmm. and a lot of people nowadays do not see that well that's because now when you whenever you see somebody married or something like that like it, it don't have that same like security that you used to have now it's like oh mm-hmm. Oh, that married person over there, you know, they did such and such with, you know, old girl over there or or dude did this or something. Like, it's always hearing somebody and they're married. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, you know, you hear the, 
infidelity is yeah. oh, oh they was married oh okay mm-hmm. or uh now it's the uh what's the uh new way to do things mm-hmm. divorce parties well not new way divorce parties i don't know is that a thing yes <laughs> that's terrible there's a, that's why a thing. is there a party i mean i get i guess if it's you celebrate you're celebrating yeah okay not like you know. Yeah, like, hey, divorce party. We get our everybody get their paperwork. And no, not a divorce party <laughs> like that. No, like a celebration that we ended it. That's over. Yeah, that's over. All the abuse. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. No, uh, polygamy is that? Oh, yeah. Yes. Uh huh. I know what you're talking about. That's rising yeah. because it's all that's been a thing, but that's rising now. So marriage is like a small percentage of what people thinking of now it's like okay well if you're gonna cheat whatever you might as well just have an open relationship that's what they think uh a lot there's i've heard of people in the open relationship thing too mm-hmm. where it's, it's because again that one they want the taste of everything and so right. well it might be that too it might be that too and so but then also it's more so like i don't know if i could commit to you uh, but i don't i can't commit period and so let me just go ahead while i have this time on my hands I I know the the thing about that though it's like okay say you got all these people I know we kind of off top topic but it's still the same thing because it's still for a commitment but you got say you got five people on your roster mm-hmm. but each one is different because that's what you're looking for you're looking for something different from each one you're not looking for all the same one because that'll be crazy you might as well just have one of them. Mm-hmm. So you got somebody that basically has your mind and you got somebody that basically, you know, can speak to your soul. Somebody that can actually, you know, do things physically. Common interest. Mm -hmm. Somebody where you just talk to. They're in a friend zone. So, like, you got all this spread out to different people. But the thing is, is like, there's always going to be that one person that's going to have all those. Yeah. You just ain't met them yet. So you over here just spread yourself thin trying to talk to all these people. Yeah. Because they fulfill parts of what you want. Fulfill parts of what you want. And I think that's also where serial dating comes into play. Oh, yeah. Where you just have one after another, not really trying to settle for anybody, just out there, just settling, sleeping around, date after date after date. Like, it's ongoing. That's the mode. That's what I want to do right now. I don't want to commit. I'm just going to keep doing this over and over and over and over again. And it's like a constant cycle that's you're going through which is again it's draining it's exhausting well that's the same thing for somebody you know hopping from relationship to relationship mm-hmm. like you're in a relationship and then they should know a week later you're in another one yeah like hey then you just have old boy mm-hmm. or, or, they, or can't never, they can't never be alone yeah i know people where it's just like they always the they could always have to be in a relationship they being alone by themselves is like i can't deal with me that's i don't i don't know how to deal with me so i'd rather have somebody near me because i can't deal with myself actually if you think that's another way of saying a fear of commitment but not to the person but to yourself Mm -hmm. Ooh, (laughs) ooh, yeah you can't even commit to yourself can't commit to yourself do you know you do you know? Do this you really? Do you really? Are you able to really know yourself? Well, this is one of the reasons why I say you gotta date yourself because a lot of times, like I said plenty of times before, if you was able to basically date yourself, mm-hmm. you would be able to commit to yourself, which is fine. Like that's mm-hmm. great. 
like, but a lot of people can't. Like, they'd be like, oh, you know, if you ever, like, hung out with yourself, would you like yourself? A lot of people will say no. No, because you always go in somebody else's arms. You always on dating sites trying to find the new person to be with, to show off and to, <laughs> and you haven't, you have yet to know what it feels like to be alone. And then in you being alone, you can then figure out who you need for yourself. Yeah. But yet you're blocking yourself from getting to know you and getting to know the person you need to be with. So you're constantly finding the wrong person to put in your life. This ain't the hate. Just saying, love yourself. Just love yourself. And so um, one of the things I did want to bring up is because love is blind. <laughs> I've been seeing <laughs> clips of it, but I've been getting enough information. Love is blind. Okay, so I, I'm telling you right now, I wasn't going to watch this season because the last season the last season or whatnot, I was like, I don't know if I can do this. I can't. It's just something just turned me off. And I stopped at like the third episode, couldn't do it, said no. And I didn't even watch a reunion. I don't even know what happened. So this season started up. And I, again, I was like, well, this season come on. I'm probably not going to watch it. Nah. Well, everybody was talking about this. Like, they weren't talking about this episode as much as they were talking. I mean, this season as much as they were talking about last season. Oh, yeah. And so this season had a lot of dips and turns, curves and whirls and all the things going on in it. And so, um, so everybody was like, you need to watch, you need to watch, you should try it. And so I tried it and that's kind of where it got me hooked. And I'm like, okay, so there's a certain person in this Love is Blind. Now, this ain't, we don't normally do like shows and do commentary, True. you know, all the things. But, but it's connected to what we do. It's connected to what we're talking about. So this connect, this person, her, her name is Jackie. She's on the show. She's Latina. And you might know them, you know, so she then um, was in the, if y'all haven't watched Love is Blind, y'all know the concept. Just look it up real quick. I know we talk to some of y'all like, what is a Love is Blind? Well, <laughs> they in pods. They don't know each other. They don't see each other's faces. All they hear is their voice. All they hear is their voice. And they're trying to match with some, somebody. And then the guy normally, of course, is the one to propose. And that's how they get out the pods. <laughs> and then it goes on today where they're preparing for their, their wedding. Okay. So Jackie... Um, is paired or is matched, they match with Marshall. Mm -hmm. Marshall. Now, um, and so they, um, you know, start living their life together or whatnot. And um, so they're, they, you know, living their life doing day to day, just like you do when you come back, you know, they're paired for the wedding, all that stuff. But in with Jackie, it's, it's, it's interesting to see her because Marshall is something that we don't see a lot in men and in specifically black men with his particular personality where he has, um, he's very emotional. Very emotional. He's very emotional, but he's caring. He seems loving. He's giving all the attention. He's very attentive. He's trying to figure out what she needs, what she wants, trying to really be there for her, right? His some mama people, raised him right. Yeah, and some people are side-eyeing him a little bit, or wondering if this is camera stuff or whatever. Could be. We don't. It could be, but we just just stick with the surface, y'all. Just stick with us here. And so, um, so yeah, he's this good guy. But then Jackie here is not familiar with this kind of love no. that is being shown. She see it probably as weak. She saw she and she see it. She saw him <laughs> as weak, saying that he's not aggressive, mm. that he wants that. So. Basically, you have mentioned it that she wants that type of toxic love. Yeah. 
I've been you know, before, so I know exactly what you're talking about. Oh, you don't have to talk about that. Hmm? You said you've been through that before? No, not what he's been through, but I said I've been told that before. So I No, that's what I'm saying. You need to talk about that. Not right now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, you want me to? No, I was going to say after I finish. Yeah, right, okay. Yeah. We'll get to it. Yeah. That's juicy. So, so basically, um, she's battling with her emotions battling he's very vulnerable wants her to be vulnerable and she just can't see past this like this personality he has and doesn't think that they are compatible because of the way he's he's kind of a sensitive guy mm -hmm. and so looking forward she's like i can't i'm not gonna be able to do this long story short she ain't gonna be able to do this with marshall and she can't she doesn't see marriage you know, with him at all, maybe with somebody else, but she then realized that she needs some, some, probably some self-work. I don't know what she's doing now. We're going to watch the marriage episode. So when y'all get this episode comes out, we are, we already going to see who's married, who's not, and probably more so what she's doing now. But this is just, just follow us here with this story. And so I talked, I thought about that and I was like, hmm, I wonder if she has a fear of commitment and if so, oh, yeah. why? You know, what's going on in her life that has caused her to always stop when the good guy comes around or stop when a relationship get, gets good and it could be heading, it could be the best guy you've ever had, the person that can bring you the most joy, can walk you in your purpose, can do everything, but yet you just cut him loose because you're not comfortable with yep. that. So it's a block that she has that she can't open up and she don't want to tear it open because I ain't never did that before with nobody. And there's no way I could do that with him because he's too sensitive. I can't do it. It's uncomfortable kind of deal. And so basically what kind of depending on what you're saying, he seems like he's the good guy mm -hmm. in this. And whatever issue, trauma, wherever she got going on, she let that win. Yeah. She was just like, ah, let me go meet a little boy. And so the other guy was um, Josh, which was also in the pod she met, but Marshall proposed first. So I'm sure Josh would have proposed to her too. Um, but um, Josh seems probably more like her type, maybe. Um, and so she likes that. And we don't know what happened with, we don't know what happened with that. But, um, but yeah, so, so now she could, she, she could possibly be in the, even now in the future, if she does not figure out who she is, and gets help to know who she needs to be with and what what's causing her to um, have a lack of commitment or lack of um, vulnerability or to see this guys who for who they really are. She can't potentially never be married, or if she does, she is married. No, most likely she's she, never going to get to that point to where she enjoys. You no. know, <laughs> most likely she, you can eat. I ain't gonna say easily. So you really don't remember anything I said. I know what it is. You've been on that game with all your little friends. Why they gotta be little friends? Anyway, you still didn't give me time to chill. Chill? What you talking about? You got all the time in the world. Plus, you know what? What are we eating for dinner? What do you want to eat? Just pick up something. I don't care. Tacos? We had tacos a few nights ago, so no. Chicken? Chinese? Thai? Mm-mm. Ugh. Fine. Let's just do tacos. Hold up. You know what? When's the last time we did check-in? We hear all the time about how important communication is in a relationship, and most importantly, a marriage. But what does communication really look like? Well, in the Couples Check-In Communication Game Changer, we provide tips and tools on starting your own check-in. 
If you feel like communication is failing or that you are both not on the same page or you just want to try something new in your relationship, get this resource today. Visit www.lucreciahaley.com to get yours today. There's a possibility she'll end up getting married, but it won't be with who she thinks she chose. Most likely, it'll probably be like, oh, I got married, and then it'd be the wrong person and end yeah. up in divorce, which that's why a lot of times divorce is so high. Mm-hmm. It's because you basically just choose because you feel like it's going to be too late. Yeah. You know, always mm-hmm. hear, oh, well, the other guy was really good. I, I should have, it's too late. He already moved on. Now you're upset. Mm-hmm. So, to piggyback off of that, since you want story time, <laughs> um, reason why I said I've been through something like that is it was a long time ago. It was like high school, mm-hmm. but uh, I ain't gonna say I used to be in a way. I'm kind of still the same as far as how I do things. Where it's like, let me. I know you see it. Oh, go ahead. They don't see it. I'm just saying I can see that. <laughs> But uh, I'm I'm usually the type, especially when it comes to relationship. I like if I like you, I'm going all out. As far as support and all this other stuff, like I'm make sure I'm trying my my best to take care of you. Um, if I was, it's always been like that. I think it's, that's why a lot of times when I sit there, and be like you know, uh, as kids, we probably think is, oh, you know, I fantasize about being in a relationship. I'm gonna do this and this and that, and this and this and this. And so I always get that heartbroken. It's like, you know what? Forget all that. I ain't doing that. That's why uh, if you ever see the Tupac clip, one time he's all praising women, this and that, and then he come back. I'm like, man, forget them. <laughs> In a different wording. Okay. I'll, I'll show you. I'll show the Tupac clip. clip that you I ain't going to put it in here because I ain't trying to get copyrighted or nothing. But anyway, <laughs> but I, I'm like all out. Like I, I was working my job. I paid for phone bills and pick went to go pick up and do all this, like i was doing a lot but like later on down the line i was told that i was too nice later on down the road in your high school yes mm-hmm. with with the relationship i was in i was told i was too nice i wasn't thug enough hmm. and got you know <laughs> so that's what i was like ah well yes that's a good guy but i also think Oh, you had some. No, no, go ahead. I also think that you just you're just a good guy, period. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so like your personality to do that. So I think even with even when you were dating, you were always the good guy still. Yeah. You all you always went above things. That's for one relationship where I was just like, "Ah, I can't I can't be good guy. I was a jerk. (laughs) I can't be good guy. (laughs) I was a jerk. Yeah, and that and that's the another thing too. When you're being a good, when you're a good guy so much, or you see something, you could possibly just flip. Oh well, no, this that relationship, mm-hmm. but that brought something I ain't never had. Out. Oh, okay. Like I ain't never been that kind of person. Don't ever want to be mm-hmm. because there was so many things. And it was like being a good guy in this relationship is not going to work. Yeah, like I was trying to get out of it. That's why I was trying to be a jerk. <laughs> but I, well, actually. Technically, I was still a good guy because it's like I was nice enough not to, you know, be terrible. Yeah. But at the same time, I was just like, this this ain't working. Yeah. And it's something there where um, 
I've often heard stories or you even see, I watched some other podcasts where there are a lot of women in the same boat where there was a, a guy that was actually perfect for them. Mm-hmm. Um, everything, doing everything right. Everything that she was ever wanted, like her list, everything was on point. God brought him in into her life and she just stops and is like, I can't do this. There's no way I can do this and kind of ghost. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of deal. And he's like, well, wait a minute. Like, what What happened? I thought we was in this. I feel overwhelmed. It's a lot, mm. right? It's a lot there. And so what I want us to uncover is some of the common issues that cause people to have this type of fear commitment, this long-term relationship. Like, what is that? And I think one of the things that um, I see a lot is the fear of just being vulnerable. Oh, yeah. Fear of being vulnerable. They're scared to be uncomfortable. Yeah. This kind of goes to the Jackie from Love is Blind situation. It's like uncharted waters of how to open up. Yeah. And also uncharted waters of a relationship of somebody else on the opposite end that sees you and they're able to speak to you and you're not able to reciprocate that. Yeah. Like you don't, you don't even know how to give that type of energy to them they're giving all the love to you they're sharing all the stuff the the able to open up quickly and all that and you're just like i, I don't i can't do that yeah you know or it's hard to do it it's just difficult to do that so i think that's one way that's one of the common issues on there what other common issue would you see babe that people go through when they this, have a fear of know, commitment back in them dating days i think this is like 80 percent Probably even higher now, but eighty percent of like the the dating scene was like trauma, relationship trauma, and not just like you know boyfriend girlfriend, but but like relationship family wise, yeah. like there's always some kind of trauma, yeah, brought into it. Like mm-hmm. everybody needs some therapy. I'll, I'll say that because. Yeah. Almost every, except for, actually, except for you, everybody had trauma. Everybody has some I kind had of trauma. It just wasn't. No, not no, like this. Saying, I mean, yours was no, <laughs> compared to yours is normal. Normal was, trauma. Yeah, normal trauma. Like that's something like you could actually, you know, like it you was, did he, therapy and stuff like that. Like this was different. It was like either sexual trauma mm-hmm. or abuse mm-hmm. or it was. It was something. I was like, "What is happening? Why?" Almost every single one is just trauma. You're talking about the women you date. Yes. Okay. Even I'm when I'm trying to clear it up for people, I don't think they understand. Well, the, sure yeah, well, yeah, the women I dated. Okay. But what's crazy is when I hear like my family members or friends mm-hmm. when they was dating and they'll tell me about something, they wouldn't even have to tell me what was going on. I'm like, "Did she go through some some mm-hmm. something in her, in her past? How you how you know? Did I tell you?" I'm like, "No, it's just." The way she's doing something, I can automatically tell that because I've seen it so many times. Yeah. I can automatically tell she's been through something. It. You can pinpoint it. You don't even have to tell me what it is. I could tell it's sexual or mm-hmm. abuse. Just uh, how she did something. Yeah. Yeah. I was just this is crazy. It's like it's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and so people, because of yeah, because of trauma, because of what's going on in their life, yeah. it's hard for them to see that they have a fear of entering in those spaces again or they never handled it. Yeah. So it's and like, I can't fix that. And in, in relationships, you can't no. 
you know, you can spot it, but you can't fix it. I can't fix it. You I know? could I could try to put a band-aid and gloss over it, but this that kind of trauma I can't I can't fix. The therapy is definitely needed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, a lot of people who also deal with attachment issues, yes. uh, abandonment, you know, in <laughs> in families and um, you know, with parents. Been through that before. With whatever's been, you know, whatever they've been handed, whatever life they've been handed. Be mad clingy. Yeah, it's a lot of it's a lot of that. So, it's, what you doing? I just seen you. Mm-hmm. But um, those type of people, they may it may be hard to form like deep relationships. You know, they they yeah. for them to form like a deep and meaningful. Yeah, because they just they just <laughs> automatically assume the worst mm-hmm. because you left. Yeah, not even like left to. Mm-hmm. Like leave the relationship. You just went to the stove. <laughs> but they automatically, because of those simple things that happen, mm-hmm. they like you did that one thing you that, that one reminds thing. them of their father, their mother, <laughs> a situation in their. I, I, I shouldn't say it, but it's not like I mean it's a joke. But it's like, hey, I'm about to go get some milk. My daddy went to go get milk and never came I, back. I, oh god! Exactly right. <laughs> don't worry about it. I won't get no. Don't I won't I'm, get no. And that was I can't uh, remember. I, won't get any milk. I see a lot of that. It's crazy because um, all of these, especially when it de- deals with fear of commitment and things like that, I see a lot of this in the dating shows oh, or yeah. the marriage shows that oh, we yeah. watch. Because well, married at first sight, they're already married, but you can see how it's the fear of commitment that mm-hmm. they have to stay in the relationship because all of these things that were never dealt with in their past are coming back up and yep. they don't know how to handle it, but yet they're already now committed to this person. And so now you got to handle your unresolved trauma, all these things, try to have healing with this. And you're still trying to get to know the other person at the same time. And, and it's on display. And we are seeing this play out. Right? That's that's the part I don't get. I was like, you ain't handle nothing. And people, everybody out there is breaking it down like they are psychologists and breaking your relationship down to pieces to figure out what it is. But more than likely, it's always about <laughs> it's yes. always from past. Oh yeah, you know that was never dealt with. Resolved nine times out of ten. Feeling. Yeah, and you you're bringing the person that you went ahead and started dating and bring them along with the attachment issues yeah all of that stuff and then another thing i see a lot of too is um, oh that i oh, think i think that one's more of a, a man one though what <laughs> loss of freedom yeah another one that i see too is a loss yeah because it's, it's, i was gonna say that it's okay. like multiple stages it's like one it's like oh you got your girl but oh and then the, the friends it's like oh now you ain't gonna be able to Mm-hmm. Yeah, you you ball of chain now. You ain't gonna be yeah. able to do nothing. Then when you get married, oh god, it's just like oh, I'm about to lose everything, right? And then that's why it leaves women sometimes questioning whether men are ready oh. for the relationship because because of how they respond. Like, are you ready to settle down? Because because of all the things that you say you got going on, yeah, and how you're still young, we still want to know: Are you still truly trying to settle down? Are you know? Are you at that age? And I think it's a sometimes it's an age thing, you know, that <laughs> we're dealing with. So that's why a lot of older women they don't want to date young because, like, are you truly trying to settle down? Like, are you really real about this? I think it's different when it's a younger man who actually for sure knows he's looking for someone. 
like because he's tired of where he's his pool. So he's like, you know, I'm going for the older pool because they know what they want. And that's what I want. When the young pool don't know nothing about mm -hmm. commitment where I know she does. So I'm, I'm going to try that. Because that's something way different than what I got going on. No, I'm just saying that it, the age sometimes have to, has a factor to do with it sometimes. Where are you really ready? Do you feel, you know, to date or to, to date, to commit? Yeah. <laughs> are you really ready to commit? And so that's a worry as well that um, people might have. So, yeah. So, yeah. So, but um, I kind of want to move on to like, actually uh the self-sabotage i want to yeah and um and how honestly because we were talking about this how fear commitment is also a way to self-sabotage yeah I was relationships do that, on, do that on purpose when i won mm -hmm. but yeah um why, why every time it's just like yeah i've been through that too self-sabotage but not i'm on the other end of the self-sabotage mm -hmm. where it's like they so many like reasons pop up of why mm -hmm. or uh, you stand them up and stuff like that like you find ways yeah to get out get out of a relationship because you mm -hmm. you feel either fear or what i've been told you feel fear mm -hmm. or uh like we say it's overwhelming it's too much mm -hmm. or something that you wanted but you wasn't expecting you was thinking like oh something must be wrong yeah you automatically have that in your in your mind. Mm -hmm. um, and just like um, I keep bringing this podcast back up is because um, it was a heavy one. So if you haven't watched um, Therapy Saved Our Marriage, but Michael, he just talked about how he always saw um, the end of, of relationships. Like he started them, but he was always the one to end them. And mm -hmm. it could have been um, to end them. So it could have been uh, romantic. It could have been um, relationships, friendships, whatever it was. He stopped it because of the fear of seeing something actually play out yeah. like it's never he never had that it was they didn't a, want that hurt yeah and then dealing with a, again he talked about the trauma and all the things he had to deal with in his life that caused him to not ever see you know anything continually continuing so him being in married now if he never would have went to therapy he would have yeah, never, probably if, he probably would have tried to end their marriage. Yeah. You know, because of all the heaviness and the weight that was going on, the bickering and the fighting that was going on, he could have blamed it and, and made fault. And then, but he, but then it was realized that he had, you know, diagnosed yeah. disability where this is causing him, you know, yeah. to do that. So sometimes there's underlying things that we don't know we have. And this is why it's so important to, to reflect and to see what it is like if you're if you are self-sabotaging relationships consistently something's happening with you you know or if you are seeing on the other end that folks are so like you're like okay what is happening you know check the people who you're dating you know <laughs> what type of what type of people what type of what type of um men or women are you dating also and so when we talk about like how to overcome this, because it might be something where, hey, you might be the one out there where you are self-sabotaging relationships. So what can you do to kind of get out of this? You know, mm -hmm. and I think really you got to be aware of um, like you got to reflect on the patterns. Like, honestly, go back into all the relationships, friendships, family. Yeah. 
coworker relationships, um, boss, how you felt about jobs, how you felt about all this, where have you self-sabotaged and reflect and go back and see the patterns that triggered all those things? And most of you already know. Most of you already know. And the crazy thing is you'll see every now and then somebody actually say they self-sabotage. Like uh, when we was online dating, you'll see it in the bio. Mm-hmm. I self-sabotage. Like, oh, dang. Right. At least you know. Right. You put it out there, but I don't want to talk to you. I don't hate talking to you. Man. And it's it's the thing now where it's it's the thing, it's normal to say that now. Yeah. To say I'm a self-sabotage. And people are, are praying like, yeah, me too. Me too. Because the way everything is right now is easy. Like you don't see the finish line with that person. So you automatically just I gotta get out. Yeah. I gotta get out. Yeah. So you just find a way to self-sabotage that. But yeah, so beware of your patterns. Like mm-hmm. what is what what is happening? Reflect it, write it down, talk to somebody about it. Um, a lot of it is has to do with how you talk to yourself. That negative talk. How you talk to yourself, the negative talk. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you saying to yourself? Every time you got a full story in your head right now, mm-hmm. wherever you about to date or talk to or whoever you, you got something going on in your head with all kind of negativity and assumptions. Negative. Oh, assumptions. I hate assumptions. Assum- that's what you told me when we first met. Oh, it was in my bio. Actually, yeah, it wasn't your bio. It wasn't your, your online bio. Mm-hmm. I remember that. That was the, the last time I went. I said, I hate yeah. assumptions. Yep. Yeah. And so just be assuming assuming (laughs) so (laughs) (laughs) but no it's um is what are you saying to yourself every time so when you are preparing what are you when you see see someone that's good for you we're talking about the good people that are for you right we're not talking about people that you know are toxic and bad you shouldn't be with and you try to keep them we're talking about the people that you know like something's there god is doing something in your life and people have even told you that this person may be right for you and it feels right. But mm-hmm. you and your body, like, I don't know. What are you saying to yourself? Why is it I don't know about me? Check you your know? friend zone. You know? Check your what zone? Friend zone. Oh, check your friend zone. <laughs> check your friend zone. Check who, check the voices that are in your head that are saying, I can't be this. I won't get this type of love. I can't get this type of love. Nobody can love me like this. I'm not worthy. Why are you saying that to yourself? Are you not worthy? Self-care. Self-care. Self-love. Sorry, I don't mean that. Self-love. Same thing. Self-love, self-care. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah. It, just, a, you know, just transition to that. Take oh, care of yourself. Yeah. Because all that negative talk and everything, cleanse it. You know, take yourself to a massage and, you know, or or uh, what, what's the other thing you could do? Sa- a sauna. <laughs> spa. A spa. Get, you know, get get that out of you. you you'll be okay, you know. Yeah that's why i keep saying take yourself out on a date take yourself out on a date you like pizza good go to pizza joint. i think you need to do a um a special episode for men mm-hmm. no. i'm gonna re- i'm gonna record myself going on a date with myself okay i didn't say that deep i'm just saying <laughs> talk to them i mean you could do that but <laughs> i'm gonna show you what it looked like y'all would y'all like a men's only podcast episode would that be huh Nothing. I mean, anyway. we gonna listen in because women, we ain't gonna not listen. Right. This is men's only. I'm gonna see what he's talking about because I all the men's only podcasts, all that stuff. I'm still. I'm seeing what he's talking about. What he talking about? 
<laughs> so anyway, yeah, make sure you do self-care. Um, communicate openly and honestly with folks. Like we have to talk about this to somebody. You got to express like your needs, that's your concerns. Start start listening to the other person. Like sometimes we are so quick to shut folks down. And that's another thing that we're, we're, um, we saw in Jackie, like she shut him down emotionally. Oh yeah. Like a lot of times just because she couldn't find herself to get there, she'll shut all the feelings down. He'll turn him off. Be like, I don't want to see you. Like, I don't want nothing to do with you. And he's like, what are you talking about? Like, I don't understand because you shut that person down, but you're not communicating with that person at all. So try to communicate, express what you, what this self-sabotage is about. Like what's yeah. happening your pain you project it on him because you don't want to have your pain come through exactly and then what we just talked about is practicing self-care but that's it why we say kind of do self-care is to help manage your stress and anxiety mm -hmm. right try to figure out how you can cope with this type of behavior like what are some coping methods that you can do whenever you feel self-sabotage that's that energy rising up because it's going to happen again oh, yeah. it's going to come up again the thing is you can't erase it right you can't you can't just fully erase it it's kind of like when we talk about healing and when we talk about you can't think that you'll be fully completely healed of that thing when you get into the relationship yeah. this self-sabotage is a part it's probably a piece of the pie is 100%. It's probably 20, maybe 15% of maybe what you need, you know, as far as, you know, all the things that you need to help in your relationship. Yeah. And so to help you and to help you be that better person, but self-sabotage that one little piece that you still need to work on, even if you're in a long-term relationship, but you got to kind of work it out. This is why it's so imperative for you to Go to therapy. If you know this is a part of you, if you know that there's a history of this, if you know that some of this stuff is passed down from generations. Yes. Like, you know that your mom, the grandmother, great-grandmother, people in your family have traits like this, and you're trying to knock that down. This is where you need to really talk this through and go see somebody about that. So you won't carry that on, especially if you want, you have children or you want to have children. You're not trying to pass this on. You know, and don't don't say you, your friends that you got therapy because they ain't gonna work. Because a lot of times, what they can do is just criticize what you're doing. Yes, you get therapists ain't no criticism. You don't get criticized for that, right? You pay them not to criticize you. And ultimately, yes, exactly. Because friendships ain't there. <laughs> friendships, <laughs> friends are not your therapist. Okay, they are friends for a reason. They're your support system. They're there. There, some of some of them are accountability. But mainly, mainly, mainly what I want to stress is that you need to get back to God yes. in this. If you feel any part of you is not, it's not working and it's just not clicking, those are the moments where you have to ask God, go and sit at God's feet and worship and pray and ask God to lead you into this relationship process, lead you into healing, to understanding. There's so many times where I just ask God to reveal stuff to me, take the bad stuff out of me. I don't want it. Show it to me, reveal it to me. And instantly those things were seen. Yeah. Now what comes after that, it might be a little, <laughs> you just be beware what comes that, after that. But it's with that test, man, but what comes after that is going to be so, so beautiful because you're going to becoming a new you. 
you, we want to prepare you. You want to be prepared to be the whole person before you get married. You don't want half of you, right? You can't, it ain't no 50, 50, ain't no half of him. He completes me. I complete her, all this stuff. No, you need to be whole. And one way to be whole is to handle this fear thing. This fear commitment thing. I got to find myself. Right. Yes. But the fear, (laughs) but know that also the fear commitment can, um, in relationships, follows in other areas of your life. Mm -hmm. So the reason why, you know, probably it's a work thing that's coming up and you don't want to commit because you're a fear of not being, you know, not doing well at your job or whatever, or you feel like you're not going to be there long, or you're going to end it long, so you don't go and do activities, or you don't go above and beyond, because you're like, I I don't see this, you know, it could be lots of things that, that you do on your daily basis beyond relationships, that you have for fear commitment in, that seep through, though, so it seeps through, so not only are you, are you fear commitment in, in this, in relationship, romantics, romantic relationships, but also in other areas of life, and so, Look at that too. What's the root there? There's a root. Okay? There's a root. Give God your root. Ooh, come on. Give God your root. Give God the root and let him go ahead. Plant, let him plant something new in you. Just like that Bible verse have might have some man come in and pick your vine. I'll figure out the verse. Just like that yeah, Google in the, verse, come in and pick the, the vine. He's in the vineyard. Picking. In the vineyard, picking the vines. Picking the I know what you're talking about, though. Mm-hmm. But, um, oh, that's okay. I know what you're talking about. But anyway, so, so yeah, that's what we got. That's on that. Um, what we're talking about. Really, to wrap it up, to do the wraparound, why no dating is wrap difficult. Around. Some folks have a fear of commitment. And there's no... Some. It's a lot. A lot of folks don't have fear of commitment. They don't see the finish line. Commitment, marriage, what? What's that? Why? And that's so, just not relationships. That's seeking into, like she said earlier, jobs and everything else. Yeah. We, we it like, might be uh, 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 I forgot what it's called. Uh, upgrade for you or a promotion. There you go. That's what we're looking for. But guess what? You self-sabotage it. Self-sabotage. Mm-hmm. You said, I ain't about to do this work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, you're about to give you a raise. But since you don't want to do this work, we'll give it to Jeff down the street. Jeff down the or street. Office. Or office. Sarah. I don't know. Up around in up the north. cubicle. The, the cubicles. Yeah. We'll put it in plain di- different areas. Work. You said down the street. They might be in the field. Somebody might be in the cubicle. Wherever works. <laughs> <laughs> cubicle people. The rise cubicles, up. The cubicles. You in the cubicle. Put a comment in the no, okay. Anyway, so <laughs> <laughs> did you get the memo? Oh, sorry, that's something else. Anyway, that's um, it's something we want to bring to y'all. We love y'all. Please, um, if this resonated with you in any way, if this helped you in any way, please let us know. We love to hear feedback. And if you have another topic that you would love for us to talk about, please put it in the comments or email us. Let us know. We love to hear what you would like for us to talk about because y'all know we don't do as many episodes in the seasons. So. No. Um, we only do about 10 episodes or so, unless there's something pressing that we want to get out, and unless DJ does his men's only episode. It will. But we got something um new coming. I got something to share with y'all as we gear up towards the end of this um season. So y'all stay tuned for that. 
something cool from me on my single women, Christian women out there who needs a little empowerment and encouragement. Can't wait to share that with y'all. So I love y'all. Peace. Peace. Thank you for tuning into When Marriage and Purpose Collide podcast. Click on the link in the description to learn a little more about us. Subscribe and send a review on your takeaways or any new insight you have gained in this episode. See you back here for our next episode. Peace.